What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast, episode 281 for the week of April 2nd, 2023. And the title of this week's episode is, as accessing kind of figured it out, don't call it a dynasty yet. Okay. You know what the you know what the title almost was, Will? What were you thinking? Uh the fortified green wall. Fortified. Yep, that's that's okay. what the title was before I changed it. Okay? Okay. So Smiley with the fucking five gifted to kick off the show. Insane, man. What an unbelievable man you are. You're amazing. Love you. Thank you so much. You get a woo! Greatly appreciated. But yes, the the former title of what this episode was going to be was the fortified green wall. But then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to change it up. Because like formal said, and like I personally think, you shouldn't call it a dynasty yet. He, in the video, he did state like he thinks it means the best at like years, right? For years. That's the thing. They are the best in the game right now by far. Like there's there's no debate. There's no question that Optic Gaming are the best team in the game right now. But they've only been the best in the game for six months? What, three majors? Yes. Well, two majors and a world, world championship. championship. Yep. So I would say, and, and accessing, I'm glad you asked that question. Personally, personally, I would call it a dynasty if they won worlds this year. I I, I don't want to just slap worlds. I'm slapping worlds on it. On it? Because if they win every major this year... They falter at Worlds, and then they come back on top next year and continue to compete and win almost almost every major. Like you could almost call that a dynasty, slipping once. Like Tox, CLG, whatever, back then, they lost to um, Splice. Splice, But, but they, they were, won back-to-back World Championships. They did, but they were still considered a dynasty. Yes, but they won back-to-back World Championships. So, I, I don't know. I, back-to-back Worlds would solidify it more. That's the only thing I'm getting at. But I, I think if they, if if Worlds was the only loss and they swept two seasons back-to-back, I'd start to call them a dynasty, yeah? I would be willing to hear that argument. Okay. <laughs> I, I would not be against that. I'd be willing to hear that argument. But in my, in my opinion, to solidify them as a dynasty, they would have to win back-to-back World Championships. When you... What's up, Carnage? And thank you for the sub. We'll get to you in just a second. When you... Smiley says, could Optic develop into a final boss or is that era of dominance over? They definitely could. There's nothing saying they can't. And that's kind of what I'm getting at here, right? Is that I consider final boss as being a dynastic roster. Um, I consider CLG, Optic, Tox, Sentinels, um, phase. (laughs) Phase. With Renegade, though. But, like, that original roster, that is a dynastic roster as well. I would consider this Optic roster, as it stands today, a dynastic roster if they win Worlds this year. Be back-to-back World Championships. Their roster would not have changed. And that, to me, would solidify them easily as, like, the be- one of the best rosters of all time. With With that in mind, then my next question is, how much longer can Formal go? As long as he wants. The reason why I say that is because if you watch that, uh, if you watch that the process. process video when APG was giving his speeches, 
And he's like, it's never, it's never about my hands. It's about my mind. And I'm like, that's, that just gives the answer right there. If formal's in the same mindset, as I assume he is, he just wants to win. They all just want to win. Every player wants to win. Um, as long as he has that drive, as long as he has that willingness to compete and wanting to win and wanting to get better, he can go for as long as he fucking wants. It doesn't matter. All right. I like, yeah, fair answer. Thank you. Beth says, I agree with, uh, I think it was form on the process. It's more of a time thing for me. See, there you go. And carnage. Thank you for the eight month resub. You get a woo. Greatly appreciated. Let's talk about what's coming up. Well, actually I didn't even fucking do this. My name is Josh, AKA JK fire this week. I'm joined by the man in the, uh, tropical optic shirt. Will AKA I, Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this Monday evening? I'm tired as always. Yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> work and then straight here for the podcast. Um, but yes, we have the 4k as our topic this week. Excited to dive into that. You're stealing my fucking thunder, man. Just one of them. Okay. Some other things <laughs> to one talk of three about. items. One of three. <laughs> I didn't even read what you had listed on this episode. So I accidentally fine. stole it. That's fine. Fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it's, it's been a day. How are you doing? I'm in doing your well. HGS Pro Talk t-shirt and uh, HGS Pro Talk dad hat. Yeah, you can buy them on the merch store. Exclamation point merch in the chat. Uh, I'm doing well as well. I uh, I work today, obviously. I put up some shelves, as you saw. Yeah. And then I built a bookshelf today, too. Oh, also built a bookshelf. Yeah, I also built a bookshelf. Fun. Yeah. I, I, that was fun. Did you get, like, incredibly frustrated at some point? Nope, like, it took me a half hour. Oh, well, good. Yeah. It's, it's good when they go smooth. Yeah. but Thanks, Ikea. Yeah. <laughs> There always seems to be a point when building something for me that I get so frustrated and then you finally figure it out and finish it. And you're like, oh yeah, I did pretty good. Like, you know, I, makes it a little, a little more worth it in the end. I had that exact feeling when I was building my daughter's dollhouse because that thing was a fucking pain in the ass. And I also had that feeling when I built her crib for the first time, she's in a bed now, like she's in an, uh, like a, a loft bed and that thing was way easy to put together, but that fucking Oh, that crib and that dollhouse were a disaster. Uh, Kill says, yo, what's up, guys? Stopping in right now to say hi. Catch you on the VOD. Enjoy your week. Have a good show. Much love Thank to you. you as well. Thank you. Thank you. Captain says, um, and it adds to their credit that the competition this year is pretty tight. In uh, three to six through eight, but Optic consistently beats them. They do consistently beat everyone. Cribs suck to build. They do, Zig. They fucking do. Fox too quick. Tropical. Uh, I like it. Uh, I it. like it. Love it. I like it. Um, on this week's episode of the show, Will, Europa Halo joins up with Navi. Command Station provides some insight, and we have our topic like Will fucking stole from me. The ACS 4K <laughs> Open Series results. So without further ado, let's get into some competitive news. Navi and Europa Halo to hold a series of tournaments. This is by Navi and Europa Halo, because who would have fucking guessed that? What's up, Ronan? Welcome back. The Halo Infinite Eats smart scene is growing for both professional and amateur players. Now it's Navi's time to support Halo's competitive community. As one of Europe's leading Halo Infinite clubs, Navi has a vested interest in developing the regional scene. Today we're pleased to announce a partnership with Europa Halo, a tournament organizer who has dedicated team of experienced specialists who love esports. The spring series of Navi and Europa Halo tournaments with a prize pool of $5,000 will take place in May. Uh, the opens will be on May 6th, May 14th, and May 20th with the series, uh, season final on May 27th. And then the Navi and Europa Halo Summer Series, the opens will be on July 8th, 15th, and 22nd with the season finals being on July 29th. 
Three open cups leading to the season finals. All cups are double elim uh, with the HCS rulebook. Opens one, two, and three will be open to all players in the European Halo region. Open events only provide seeding points. Teams are awarded points based on placements for the opens. The top eight teams based on those points will be invited to the finals. If a team wins an open, one of three, then they automatically qualify for the finals. Other participants are determined by Europa Halo points. And the season final top eight are, is a double elimination event. Here is the prize pool of $5,000. Fourth will take home 400 bucks. Third, 600. Second, 1,000. And first, $3,000. What's up, Fresh Veggies? Welcome back to you as well. And uh, believe it or not, that's it for the competitive news. Short one this week. Yeah. Yeah. Will. Yeah. What do we got next? Roster Media. Yes, as Josh mentioned in the coming up on this episode, here we have a piece of it, uh, an update by Command Station. We get some clarification on what happened with that situation. And she states, just an FYI, I didn't get dropped from my old team. I'm a free agent because of outside issues other than the game. We all wanted to stay together for the long run, still looking for a team. I'm very good with macro gameplay and IGLing. I play to win. I'm extremely dedicated and live in film. So there you go. Uh, there's a lot of speculation about what happened there, and she just was like, hey, this is this is what's going on. Yes, I'm glad that she provided a statement because there was the rumors going around of, like, who dropped who, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It sounds like nobody got dropped, and uh, something came up. Something came up. And now still a free agent. All right. Uh, we finally got the status quo roster announcement. Excited for this one. It's King J, Cherished, Piggy and straight sick with Lavid, Lavid. I, I want to say like David, so it was like Lavid, but that's like eh. and he, Lavid's the coach. Um, I have nothing against Lavid or Lavid, but I was kind of hoping that Callus would be able to continue his coaching with what was the leftover squad. It's unfortunate. Clutch, we've fucking been here. Where the fuck have you been? We've been here. We had one episode delayed, and then we were back on our normal schedule. Yes. So, yeah, Clutch. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, Martin says, we got COD news to add. I'm uh, actually, right now, actually with Boston making a roster change. What? Uh, what? <laughs> Again? <laughs> what are they doing? We have uh, Vivid's on, out. Uh-oh. On the spot news. Oh, boy. Kremp in. All right. Good luck to Kremp. I don't know who that is. I assume a challenger player. It seems to be happening a lot this season. It is. Good for them for getting the opportunity, you know? Yeah. Like, that's great. Top challengers player, that's it. There you go. Bada bing, bada boom. All right. Well, with the COD news added for Roster Mania, that, that does it. <laughs> Technically, that was Roster it Mania. It was Roster so Mania. In this, yeah, that fits in the show. Perfect timing. Martin had what the perfect timing. It's time for your upcoming turns of the week presented by NoobCombat.com. Check out NoobCombat.com for all your... Hey, Louis Sports needs Tuesday, April 4th. That's tomorrow. Yeah. The Halo Rec League FFA series continues. On Saturday, April 8th, we have the competitive Halo Hub 4v4 draft tournament and the Lady Spartan Saturday series qualifying number three. And Saturday, the 8th to Sunday, the 9th, we have the Gamers Assembly LAN. Also on uh, Wednesday, April 5th, you have your uh, mixed league for HRL. And then two Thursdays, you have the pre-made league. You're going to win your match, Will? Hell yeah, we are. That's right. I oh, love that. <laughs> love that. Love that confidence. After our last series, which I'll talk about in Will's Adventure, yes. I confidence level is up 
for the team. Not for me personally, but for the team. <laughs> Love that. I have a question, bro. How would someone like uh, Persecute be added to a top team? He's so cracked now. I've never seen him in a serious placement outside of FFAs. <sighs> I don't know Persecute personally, so I can't really respond. So while I don't know him personally either, there's a multitude of factors that go into a player being picked up for a top team, right? It's, is the player themselves established enough to be picked up by a top team? Now, what the, the question, the rebuttal question I have is what are we considering a quote unquote top team, right? Are we thinking like a top eight team? Are we thinking a top 16 team? Are we thinking a top four team? Like, there's a lot of different factors that go into it, right? Mm -hmm. and another thing to take into consideration is how is this person liked and respected uh, outside of play? What is their mental outside of the game, inside of the game? Who are they friends with? Who are they affiliated with? Um, can they be a good teammate? Like, none of this is to say that, none of this is to say that he is not any of those things, right? That he's not a good teammate. He doesn't have good mental. That's not to say any of that. It's just, those are the questions that would be asked, right? Yeah. And if all those questions come back as positives, then I would assume that he might have an opportunity or any player would have an opportunity to prove themselves. Um, and even if you do have a lot of those good things, we've heard a lot of people say this, um, well, an in infinite that it's all about gelling with your teammates. They, mm -hmm. everyone has to kind of mesh together and work together. And if, if, could be a great player with great stats and whatever it may be, but if you're not gelling with the team properly, it's, it, it is what it is. And another problem that we see all the time is that, so you say top 16 clutch. Another problem that we have in those top 16 teams, um, hell, I, I would go so far to say maybe even top 12 teams, right? Is that a lot of these teams don't stick together, stick together long enough to truly feel it out if they're going to work out. A lot of these teams in those lower seeds are like they play for a weekend and they split up and they don't really have that opportunity to to try to gel, to work things out and to progress as a team. So it's 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 hard, man. It's really hard, especially in this esport in Halo. You have your established players, you have your established teams, and in order for a up-and-coming player to really get into one of those teams, they really have to make a name for themselves. They really have to make a statement. So, it's really hard. It's really hard. But, yeah, I've, I've heard a lot about Persecute, and I know he does well in the situations that he's put in. So, yeah, it'd be great to see a lot of other players, including him, make names for themselves and given be given other opportunities as well. So it'd be cool. Martin says a lot of point here where FFA is very different from four V four. So it's very true as well. Uh, very, very true. Thank you for asking the question clutch. Yeah. So will with the upcoming tournaments of the week presented by noobcomba.com, check out noobcomba.com for all your Halo esports needs out of the way. Would you, do me a favor and go through the tournament league recaps over the last week. Oh, of course. We'll start off with the European FFA Spring Series Open number two. This took place on the on the March of 29th. March, March 29th. Words always hard, as always. Um, in eighth place, we have Hop X. 
Seventh went to Moss FPS. Sixth to T. Calpin. Fifth went to Crucial. Fourth went to, is it St. Joper? Uh, third, Calzoni. Calzoni? Uh, second went to Glory GGs, and first went to Bastos. Very nice. Thank you so much, Will. And because we're going to talk about the Open and the topic, that's the only Tournament League recap I have for the week. Awesome, which means it's time for our topic, which is the HCS 4K Open Series results. There were four of them that took place over the weekend. We'll save NA for last. So uh, I guess we just start for with Australia New Zealand. All right, Australia New Zealand. Um, we'll run through them all. Why not? Seventh and eighth place, you had Team Bandits and three of PS. Want to restate that, bud? 30 FPS. 30 hey. FPS. Thank it's you. A, it's, a, it's a zero, not an O. Clutch with the gifted sub to J.K. <laughs> Osborne. Thank you so much for the gifted sub. You get a whoa! Greatly appreciated, man. Thank you. Um, in fifth, sixth, we had Offensing and 5K. I like that. Offensing. Offensing. I like that. <laughs> in fourth place, we had Divine Mind. This is Rated Slays, Sways, and Berserk. Third went to Digital Nation, uh, Rice, Flex Reigns, Nobles, and Mido. Second went to Vertex Esports. This is Divinity, Man of Chicken, Ryu, and Scoobmeister. Scoobmeister. First went to Mind Freak, Plasma, Benji, Beaston, and Pips. Really happy to see Scoob getting up there, man. Making his way. Would really love to see that. Making my way. Uh, downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Mexico. For the 4K Open Series, 7th and 8th were teams Last Hope and uh, CN Affliction. 5th, 6th, we had Last Chance V2 and Alpha Esports. 4th went to uh, CNTJ, which was Rich, Tylenzy, Zerum, and Ascendradu. 3rd went to CNX. This was Roach, Atso, Humgel, and Gabino. 2nd went to Six Karma. Lure, Strikey, Acid, and Sepsi, and first went to Luminosity Gaming, Bullet, Magico, Drift, and Noble. Not really much to mention on the Luminosity front. That was kind of expected. They've been dominating that region for quite some time. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just, just, just a little. Just a little bit. Like, the whole fucking last season. Yeah, yeah, you know. Whatever. <laughs> Moving on to EU for the 4K Open Series. 7th and 8th, we had Team EXYL. CSG and leftovers. Fifth, sixth, we had W Key and Jaylings Esports. In fourth, we had Awababobs. Yes, good Glo job. Glory GG's Flux, Luminizer, and Moe's. <laughs> Third went to Dopamine, Clonely, Respectful, Kimbo, and Lunny. Second went to Navi, Snakey, Z Mighty, Snipe Drone, and Jimbo. And first went to Quadrant, SLG, Sicko, Legend, and Chick. Danny! With the two-month resub, you get a whoa! Greatly appreciated, man. Thank you so much for the resub. I just have some notable series here real quick because, uh, like, almost a drastic turn of events, but not really. So, in the winter final, Quadrant 3-0'd Navi. Okay? In the grand final, Navi beat Quadrant 4-2 in the first best of seven. Mm. Descended to a second best of seven. But then Quadrant was like, meh. Yeah, move the fuck over. And the, yeah, got, got four of them. So the, what I will say is, is that it's great to see the like the competition becoming more fierce, especially in the EU regions and the Australia, New Zealand region, 
Um, Mexico luminosity just appears head and shoulders above everybody else at this point in time. Um, but seeing Scoobmeister as a mouse and keyboard player taking second consistently, I think they won an open series at one point in time. Um, seeing the competition there get tighter and then seeing the competition like really between quadrant and Navi in the EU. That's awesome to see as well. Yeah, that's what I got. He won the last open series for the 4K. Thank you. That's what I thought. Yes, that is what I thought. Fucking love Scoob. It, clutch. That's a, another example of a player who the, my questions, like the questions that I'd have for a player that like you want to see break through and be placed on a top team. Like Scoob is one of those players from that region. Well, fucking, it doesn't matter what region. Scoob is one of those players who answers all those questions for me in a positive way. He, to me, is a player that I would want to see. Uh, and this is no offense to any other player out there, but like he is one of those players that I'd want to see make that next step because of all of the good that he's done, the mental that he has, and like his drive, his willingness to compete and be better, to be a good teammate. That's an example of a player that I would want to see. Um, so just to take that a step further. Yeah. North America. Do you want to run through your notable series first before sure. the, uh, before the results? Yeah, absolutely. So notable series here, uh, pool play, which technically really doesn't matter. Um, but you know, kind of matters. So, the Avengers 3-0 Sentinels in pool play. Like I said, that Swish Revenge Tour has not stopped. <laughs> it has not stopped. Um, like poking thorns into the sides. Oh, Jeez. dude, I'm telling you. But here's the thing. Like, he, for the record, he was never on Sentinels. But, like, I'm just saying, ever right. since he was dropped from uh, his previous roster, it's just been, he just goes, right? Uh, I'll talk about Sentinels. Don't worry. We'll talk about Sentinels when they get eliminated, which is not very long after this. Um. Proton Gaming beat SSG in pools 3-2. Very close series. Cloud9 beat G1 in pools 3-2. But they're not the only team who beat G1 in pools. Native White 3 0 them. Yeah. Okay? So then we get to losers round one. <laughs> I know this is only online. Okay? And if you listen to our show or have listened to our show in the past, then you understand what I say or like my, where my heart is when I say that this is only online. Okay. In the grand scheme of things, this shouldn't matter as much. It, on the one hand, it's nice to have points mean more. On the other hand, it sucks to have points mean as much as they do. Sure. Considering the state of the game as it is online. Okay. Therefore, th I, I preface all that with this. Avengers eliminated G1 with a top 12 finish, beating them 3-2 to two in losers round one. G1 immediately get placed into losers bracket from their pool placing and lose immediately. Even at LAN, this is a team that hasn't performed two expectations for me. Now, we've only had one to we, go off of so far. One. I yep. agree with Plus you. Plus online. I, I agree with you. It's just, I have to see what happens in, 
in Texas, basically for the rest of the year. For the rest of the year. I I told you last week that I was worried about them. They're mm-hmm. a team that I'm genuinely worried about. I have massive respect for Hoaxer as a coach. So if there was anybody that could turn them around, I would want it to be him. But I just, like you said, nothing they've done so far has wowed me to a point to be like, I have confidence that you're going to go far. They haven't instilled that confidence in me yet. And I know that this was only online, but the fact that you get eliminated top 12, the worst placing you can get, it's, it's, it's unfortunate for me. Uh, Zarok, or if I mispronounce that, I apologize, but thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. So I'm worried about them. I'm genuinely worried about them. I, I will agree with you though, on the state of let's wait till the optic major or let's wait till the global invitational. If they have enough points to qualify for it. Yes. Is there will be a qualifier, right? There will be a qualifier in which I believe two North American teams can go, but the other teams are based off of points. So regardless, the next LAN event that G1 are at, whether it be the global invitational at DreamHack or the optic major, if they don't perform well, that's going to be like my tell right there. And I, I really don't want to see that because we talked about it. We've talked about it in the preseasons that we just want teams to be better. We want teams to be able to compete for the top spot. And we thought that based off the changes that were made, phase was a given. Right. Like the fact that SSG just picked up the previous Cloud9 roster, that was also kind of a given, right? Yep. And now we're seeing Native White. They only have one land under the belt right now, but they have been performing very well online. And so they could be on the come up. Native Red, they're fucking wishy-washy. Who knows what's going to happen with them? It's it's just hard. G1 is just so... I don't want them to become the new Native Red in terms of inconsistency for me. It's just what kind of what it sure. feels like. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this isn't like to to throw shade at any of the players or anything like that either. It's never the intention. It's just... I can only I can only talk about what I see. And what I see is not great. And I know they want to be better. Like you know they don't want to fucking place top 12. So this next land event, whichever land they're at is going to be the true tell for me. That's what's going to be. Uh Osborne says, "Saw a crazy idea on Reddit to drop Manny from Native Red and replace him with Boo Boo. Thoughts on why it would or wouldn't work?" No. Um I'm not saying it couldn't work. But I don't think that it's necessarily needed. They built, like if we're speaking in a hypothetical sense, well, first, if we're speaking in a literal sense, G1's never going to let him go. Because, like, they built the team around him. They're never going to let him go. Until his contract's over, basically, is what I'm going to get at. Sure. Um, And then in a hypothetical standpoint, I think that the native red guys are just so in tune with them, like, as, with, as a team, that... I wouldn't personally want to make a change because this gets hold back to the point of like stats, not necessarily meaning everything, right? Is that Manny, just as an example, like a hypothetical example, Manny could have a bad game statistically wise, right? And then people on Reddit or people on Twitter, like they did with lethal is that, Oh, he's the weak link of the team. They should drop him to pick somebody else up. It doesn't tell the whole story, right? 
So just because Manny or Soul Snipe or Druck has a bad game, and I'm just using Native Red as an example here. Like, let's say one of them has a bad game. That doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, shit, red flags everywhere. Let's make a change drastically for no fucking reason. So literal or hypothetical, I don't think it needs to happen personally. Will, do you have any any insight on that as well? Well, the main thing you said that, you know, the Native Red guys, they are kind of like a family. Those four sticking together. They want to keep working together. I don't see them dropping Manny just for the same reasons you said. Um, in the hypothetical, uh, also Boo Boo Doo Boo, I think is Falcated is his duo, right? Like that's absolutely, his, that's his friend. Yep. I don't see him wanting to leave Falcated. Um, could it work? Sure. Is it going to happen? I don't think so. Agreed. Search says Twitch chat is lost. They try to drop APG every other series. And when, <laughs> when was the last time they lost search? You make a great point, right? It's that this is why, this is why I love talking to you guys during the show. This is why I love talking to you guys in the discord server is that we want to have a conversation around it because I also fucking despise the majority of what you see in the Twitch chats when tournaments are taking place. I can't stand it. It, and I get that a lot of it is trolling. Like I completely understand that, but I don't fucking, I don't want to deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, this is why I want to have that conversation with people who are genuinely curious that that's my thing. People who are genuinely curious, people who want to have a conversation I want to engage with. So thank you for asking the question, Osborne. Um, absolutely. Indra. Absolutely. Uh, access and says, I don't have Twitch chat open during tournaments. That's it's a blessing and a curse. My man, it's a blessing and a curse. Swole daddy. Uh, welcome back. Says devil's advocate here. The OG Sentinels didn't want to drop lethal, but there comes a time where the under underperformance is too much. You know, I can agree and disagree at the same time. I can agree and disagree at the same time because I'm not going to get into it here. It's not part of our topic, but we can discuss later as well. Honestly, I don't know what to do with Sen. They aren't good, but they aren't bad. Um, if there's chemistry issues or what, but it's hard to say what would fix maybe just time. Search, we're going to get to that shortly. We're going to get to that shortly. The little roster mania in the COD channel. Yeah, we we did mention that during the roster mania, Beth, about Boston Breach, if that's what you're if that's what you're talking about. Um. So, okay. Speaking of Sentinels, we can talk about Sentinels now. Uh, Native White eliminate Sentinels with a top 12 finish as well. Okay. Yep. So both G1 and Sentinels finished top 12 in the tournament. Native White beating them three to one. What's up, Shirzy? Welcome back. Okay. I need to preface this by saying I'm not just saying this because I'm a fan of Collect. Um, Because I don't want, like, the whole point of this show is that we speak our minds that's plain and simple. Like there's no bias. There's nothing like that. We like players. We like teams. Sure. But we speak everything objectively. I don't believe at this point in time that Sentinels need to make a roster change. I truly believe that a lot of the issues that are happening with that team specifically have to do with how the game is being played online. That is truly, truly what I believe. The reason why I say that 
is because of the clips that Lethal has been posting basically weekly. And the other thing, too, to keep into consideration here is that if you read, like, people that ask him, hey, are you, like, yeah, I see the clip, but, like, are you doing anything to try to fix the problem? He gives examples of what he's already tried to fix things, and he believes that he's dialed it down to um, the connection to his ISP, not the game itself. And so... I'm I'm not kidding, guys. If you go and look at the clips that he's posting, did you see the oddball one that he posted from the event? I haven't. Oh, good Lord. It's awful. He fucking, he literally, it was against Native White. And uh, it was on, um, it was on recharge. He's bottom elevator with oddball. Barcode comes in from the hallway. Uh, He, lethal melees him. What happens when you melee somebody with oddball? Drops shields. Drops yeah. shields. Nothing? Nothing. Not only that, the shields did drop for a split second. You see, he melees barcode. Barcode has no shields and then immediately has them back full again and is in a gunfight literally less than a second later and he kills the, the enemy. Wow. It was awful. And, and that shit was happening all the time. All the time. So, yeah, I'm not happy that they got top 12. I think that sucks. Like, I think it sucks. And I know, you you see the play? Yeah, I just watched the lethal clip with the oddball. Um, I've had this happen to me, too, in matchmaking, where I get a melee on someone and, you know, blank melees, but it will show on my screen for a second that their shields are gone, and then they like jump around or move and then it's like, Oh, they're instantly never mind. Like, so when I watched that clip for the first time, I immediately thought to myself, um, Oh, it, it's just some desync, whatever. Who cares? Right. I watched it again. I'm like, Oh shit. He did. He fucking did lose his shields. That's crazy. It's just, so I don't. Okay. on the Sentinels bit because I know a lot of people are, are, I don't know if concerns the right word. Confused might be another one to use as to why they're not performing where you might think that they should. I truly believe it's because lethal's game is just fucked. Um, yeah, I believe his game is just truly fucked. Uh, Spartan. I know for a fact has the drive in him to want to compete. Um, collect. We already know he has the drive to want to compete lethal. Believe it or not, he may troll, but he also just wants the game to work for him so he can actually play the best he can play at his best. It's, it sucks the situation that they're put in. And it sucks that they place top 12, but just to answer those few questions, right? I don't think they need to make a roster change at this point in time. At this point in time, I do not believe they need to make a roster change. After the next major, After the next major, depending upon how things shake shape up, I may I might re-answer that question. I might re-answer that question. Based off of based off of other information that I've heard. 
and I'll leave it at that. Yan man, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. And daddy, I'm just going to say no on what you said previously. Oh, for the sole fact he can't fix it and it's unplayable. That, I mean, that'd be the worst like thing ever. You drop him because of that reason. Um, but yes, land literally is all that matters, but Hey, fuck it. So yeah, G one Sentinels top 12 finish G one. I'm, I'm realistically worried about, uh, Sentinels. I'm not necessarily worried about because I'm waiting to see what happens on land at the next event. Honestly, uh, who could you replace? It's a dream team Sentinels. That is, uh, I could think of one person. Yeah. man says I'm confused. What in your opinion should be send ceiling? What should their ceiling be? I don't think, I, I think any team shouldn't be necessary. I don't, I don't like, what the fuck? I don't like that question. Like, no offense to you. I, no, I, no offense to you. I don't like that question. I hate thinking of terms of ceiling. The ceiling should be first place, right? Like, where do I think they could be? If they iron everything out and lethal gets his fucking game figured out, I mean, fourth place is up for grabs in my opinion. Yeah. I think fourth place is up for grabs for any team, for any team, not in the top three, fourth place is up for grabs. That's, that's what I'd say. I'd say there, if I was, yeah, where realistically should they be again, if they can figure everything out and lethal can get his game figured out and they play as they should on LAN. I would say a fourth place team. In my opinion, fourth place is between native red and native white. When it drops off, uh, then it drops off heavily. I think any team, you look at literally any team right now that's in the in the four through six to seven, eight placing, maybe that any of one of those teams could be a fourth place team. Any one of them. But I think our top three are solidified. Optic phase and uh, SSG. Those are the top three. Those are solidified. That's it. Native white. It's so early for them that they could even fucking have an opportunity to like to cause a shakeup and get a third in an event at some point. I'm talking like knocking SSG off that third place pedestal, but I don't see like, I still don't see that necessarily happening in a land format. Because SSG always plays poorly online. Cloud9 previously always played poorly online. They showed up on land. So I expect them to do the same now. But whatever. Uh, Fire Ninja says everything after top three is a toss-up. I agree with that statement. So. Uh, Juan says, oh, and all that talent. I apologize. Talent says Sen could and should be top four. I could see them being a top four team. You think Sen can be G1 native red and white? Really? Yes. Yan, yes. Are you fucking kidding me? G1 literally placed the same exact as Sentinels in this fucking event. Losing to the Avengers. Yeah. They could easily beat G1. Yeah. Do I think they could beat native red? Yes. I do think they could beat native red because native red isn't consistent. And do I think they could beat native white? Yes. Because native white are learning. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Ibby Wibby. That's a great name. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Oh man. 
Interested to see Avengers at the next land? Dude, I'm telling you, that Swish Revenge Tour. Holy shit. Holy shit. I'm telling you, when he was dropped off that roster, I swear to God, he looked in the mirror and he's like, fucking me? You dropped me? <laughs> <laughs> Watch this shit. He fucking takes off. Holy moly. Big Avengers fan right now, I'll tell you that much. Oh, shit. All right. Let's talk about winner's semifinal. All right. Ibby Wibby says, what an unbelievably beautiful display of Halo in last night's finals, grand finals. What a what an unbelievably beautiful statement that yeah. you just made. Ibby Wibby. Ibby Wibby. And thank you for being here. Max says, on a LAN, I think uh, tier two is G1, native uh, red, native white. Tier three is Sen, Shopify, Rebellion, Quad. Like I, like uh, Fire said earlier, I think any... I think any team after top three is a shakeup at this point in time. We are one land in. We are one land in. Wait for the global invitational. Wait for the optic major. Then you, people can make their fucking power rankings. Past the top three. We already know what the top three are. That's established. Um. Oh, it's Shook World. This is my all oh, because I can't get into my man on the PC. Love what you all do. Love you. Thanks, Shook. Appreciate you. Phase versus SSG in the winner's semifinal. Phase beat them three to two. Game one was CTF on Argyle, the versatile trash pile. And lo and behold, guess what happened? It went to time. It did go to time. 1-0 going to phase. Slayer on recharge, 50 to 49 going to phase. Such a close game. It was a close game. King of the Hill on streets, 4 to 2 going to SSG. Oddball on streets going 2 to 1 to SSG. I probably missed up a uh, map on that one. I apologize. And then Slayer on Empyrean was game 5, 50 to 46 going to phase. 12 Hell Pros changed the meta every tournament. That uh, Frosty played black green on Live Fire with the Repulsor was wild. Uh, Sleepyhead, welcome to the live show. And uh, it is genuinely insane how things change tournament to tournament. And it's, we talked about it before is that while I understand and respect the viewpoint of some of the pros where they want to restrict more of the sandbox to make things more consistent again, respect it, respect that opinion. The thing that I love about infinite is that it allows with the sandbox that we have, it allows for these types of plays to happen. Right. And it's just that play just being another example of that. So Really looking forward to what happens the rest of the year. Um, crazy that Optic actually streamed with comms. That was so sick to hear as they pulled it back in the grand finals reset. Hey, if any team could do it, it's going to be them. Let's go to winter final. Optic 3-0'd phase. Yep, they did. The only one I want to talk about, though, is game three, which was CTF on Empyrean. It was a one to nothing in the overtime round. Not just an overtime round, a double overtime round, technically speaking. Going to Optic. Game is tied 2-2 two to two, heading into the overtime round. Okay? Overtime ends in a 0-0 tie. We're heading into a first cap to win full reset. And what a monumental start to the reset overtime round it is. Optic got a start that would rival the Seahawks-Broncos Super Bowl. Will, do you know what I'm talking about? No. Not off the top of my head here. Peyton Manning on the Broncos... Yeah, the Legion of Boom on the Seahawks. Do you realize how fucking annihilated Peyton Manning had got in that Super Bowl? He threw a safety, like first play of the game. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. 
how the Broncos fucked up that Super Bowl was how FaZe fucked up this game. Oh, no. Or this, this overtime round. Optic being able to not only lock down Rockets with three members of FaZe dead, but also obtain both snipers and overshield, getting the winning flag cap in record time in 40 seconds. Huh. It just fell apart. Oh, it was three players basically went green. Um, Two players on Optic were at green, and they were baiting and switching. Three players were basically from FaZe were on green trying to get Rockets. They were able to pick off the players on FaZe. I think Renegade had Snipe or something. Someone had Snipe at, at uh, FaZe's tower sitting on the ramp. Um, and like formal with just the most beautiful Rockets you've ever seen. They get advantage and they just fucking go. Uh, Fresh says, in my opinion, FaZe didn't fuck up. Optic just uh, played perfect Halo and had a perfect starting strat. That's that's understandable. That's, that's fair. That's fair. I just wanted to make a comparison. To, I just want to make a Super Bowl reference, Fresh. You can't just fucking give me that. Let me take it. Let me have this moment, fresh veggies. Please. Fuentes, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. But yes, the opening strat was amazing. And yes, Danny, that Super Bowl was embarrassing. But man, it was funny. It was fucking funny. Fresh veggies. I'll allow it. I thank guess. you. I appreciate that, Fresh. Thank you so much. Um, didn't they do it twice too at the very beginning? Yes, they did have another. If we're talking about phase optic, yes, optic had another rocket play as well like that. But like, holy shit. It was literally fresh. Use the word perfect. It was literally perfect. You could not have asked for anything more to happen. You get rockets, you get three dead, you get both snipes, you get over shield and you run the flag. Like it was just done. Fucking done. Holy moly. So yeah, optic three owed him in the winner's final. So then we go to the loser's final and phase three owed SSG. That they did. Game one was oddball on streets. Two to one going to phase mm-hmm. round two. This is the thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. I remember this one. Yes. Round two ends in a literal last second ball grab by SSG, taking the lead by one second and dropping the ball to take the round win. Um, and I believe it was oddball on live fire. If I'm not mistaken, it, it was streets. I'm an idiot, but, uh, it was, it was just, it, it was a really good maneuver that they made, um, outside scoreboard to get that last second, drop it immediately and get that win, uh, that round win. That was great to see. Um, so I believe they were, they were holding it window. Yes, they were holding they, a window. Yep. They had to play to be able to slay out. Well, as, um, or was FaZe FaZe had the ball in window. Yep. Um, gets killed. SSG are only down a couple seconds or whatever. And the, the time is ticking down the clock. And uh, I think it might have been Renegade, but uh, whoever was on FaZe throws it out window towards OS side. Yep. And the player on SSG was able to grab the ball at the very literal last second. Yeah, one second left on the clock. Held it for like literally a second or two to get the one point lead and then dropped it to take the win. Yep. Uh, Rain Dance, welcome to the live show. I remember it was actually a perfect, it was a tied game. It was like, what do you need to win? I'm forgetting. 100 points per 100. round. So yeah, it was like, what, in the 60s or 50s? I think it was 66. Perfect. Yeah. So it was like, it was like 65 to 65 when that ball dropped out. And I'm like, 
what happens if a tied oddball? Do they replay the round? Do they? How do they? How does that? How does that happen? Or does I think it, it ends to, in a tie. Does it go to overtime? No, I think it ends in a tie. No, I think it does end in a tie. Correct me if I'm wrong, chat, but I think it does end in a tie. And then Daddy says, I think Faye's more individually talented, but Optic has the best teamwork I've ever seen. Uh, ever seen? Yeah. They are literally the best team right now. Uh, Tools says, Sensen is high, I believe. Thank you, Tools. Appreciate it. Welcome back. Then we have the grand final. It was phased against Optic. Mm-hmm. Kind of expected, right? Um, all that town says, first series of grand finals had me really nervous as an Optic fan, but the boys pulled through, thankfully. They did pull through. The green wall stands tall. <laughs> uh, but not in that first best of seven because holy shit, I don't have any notes for this series. The reason why I don't is because they got rolled. They got rolled. The only game they didn't get rolled in was the slay. Oh, uh, uh, it's the slayer that phase one 50 to 45. Okay. But oddball and recharge two Oh, going to phase slayer on streets, 50 to 45 going to phase strongholds on live fire, two fifty to one seventy three going to phase. CTF on Aquarius was 2-1 Optic. And then Slayer on Recharge was 50-36 to 36 going to phase. So during this grand finals, was you know obviously had LVT up on the center screen. Yep. And I, and I realized Optic streaming with comms. Like, okay. Second stream by Discord became Lucid. Third screen became formal. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So... I listen and like, you know, I tuned in maybe, I think it was like game, game two Slayer on streets when I started listening to their comms and they they just, they didn't sound like themselves. I, I, I guess they weren't, how do I put this? It sounded a little hectic at times. Maybe sometimes like they weren't listening to each other. Sure. Like they were just. Or, or just what they were trying wasn't working out. Sure. And um, after the first set, the first grand finals, or the first bracket there, or what, what do you call it? The first, before the bracket reset. Um, the first series. The first series, yeah. Yeah, first words, series. Why are words so hard today? It's um, okay. Should have worn that shirt. I remember Lucid was just saying, you know, they're, he basically called, he's like, they're playing ratty. Like, Always check your corners. Make sure, you know, don't, don't expect that they're always running away. They could be hiding. They could be, you know, mm-hmm. and um, they slowly got to that. And, he, and then he also was like, hey, we know how they're going to play. They're going to get weapons and then coordinate a push. Like, that's that's how they're playing. And then, um, yeah, we can, they second best to seven here. They bounce back. Bounce back. So in the second best of seven for the grand final, Halo 3 followed. Holy shit. Whoa. The best one. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the debatable. live show. Halo 3. Debatable. Fuck off with your debatable <laughs> bullshit. Um, I love you, Halo 3. Second best of seven. Bracket reset. Game one, CTF on Argyle. Two to one going to phase. Game two was Slayer on Empyrean. 50 to 28. At this point, I was like, oh no. 50 to 28. The pros, who knows? <laughs> Love you, man. Definitely not a pro, but I appreciate that. Love you. <laughs> Thanks for the follow, man. Uh, I need to repeat this. Game two was Slayer on Empyrean. 50 
to 28 going to phase. 50 to 28. What's up, Wolfside? What's up, Mickwin? Welcome to the live show. Good to see you, bud. If you guys have not watched the Mickwin interview, go watch it. And Shirzy, if you're still here, if you have not watched a Shirzy interview, go watch that shit too. They're both great. Um, Game three was King of the Hill on live fire. It was four to three going to Optic. With Optic being down 0-2 in the second best of seven, they needed a momentum swing in their favor. And they seem to have gotten it at the perfect time. Even being up two hill captures to one, FaZe were a mere couple seconds away from tying the game with the OS Hill. Optic were able to take advantage of an overextending Renegade from top tower, leading to an all-Optic assault on the OS Hill, taking out the remaining FaZe players, grabbing the fresh overshield, and holding down the spawns to take the hill lead 3-1. to one. And this series that you just talked about, that little uh, series of a play? Yep is when I heard the comms flip for them. Yep. It was like they were down in the gutter. They weren't feeling it to, okay, we're in this. It's go time. It was it, the momentum swing. That that switch flipped for them Yep. at the, that moment. The play was executed perfectly. Two players went top mid over to sandbags and caught the players that were in bottom trenches. Like it just, it worked. The play worked out perfectly, right? But phase answer back immediately with back-to-back hill captures to tie the game 3-3. Three to three. Optic, their mentals locked in, are able to take the final hill convincingly, winning the game 4-3. to three. Game 4 was strongholds on recharge. It was 250-168 to 168 going to Optic, and they finally get a convincing map win. They never looked back after around the 150-point threshold. Around midway through the game, they just fucking, they went. There was no, no real stopping them <laughs> at that point. Um, please don't miss my sub message. I could, uh, release some help with dream hack. Not now, but in a later segment. Oh, don't worry. Yes. I, I see that. I see that. All right. Game five slayer on Aquarius 50 to 44 going to face. Now, while nearly coming down to the wire, FaZe continue to clutch it up in the Slayers, winning 50-44 to when the game was actually 46-44 to at one point. FaZe are now only one map win away from winning the tournament. Game 6 was oddball on streets. Rounds 1 and 2 were very close, with opportunities to go either way for both teams, but the third round was decisive. Optic won 100-62 in the game 2-1. And, of course, we have the Game 7 to decide the winner of the tournament. Now... Game seven was Slayer on recharge, okay? Will, you brought this up, and I wanted to include it in here. Now, I don't know if you've been paying close attention, but pop quiz time! How many Slayers have Optic won in the grand finals leading up to this point? Hold on. I'll let I'll give chat a second to answer this question. Oh, you are? Okay. Yep. How many Slayers have Optic won in this grand finals leading up to this very point? We have one for zero. Talent says one. Daddy says two. Osborne says zero. Nate says pass. <laughs> Yan, probably none. The correct answer, as some have mentioned, is zero. Oh, they have yet to win a single Slayer in this entire Grand Finals. Well, Optic decided to rewrite the narrative and completely obliterate FaZe from the start. And holy shit, you want a surefire way to win if you're Optic? 
Give the shock rifle to Lucid. You'll instantly win, it seems. Yeah. He, uh, he popped off with it. But, uh, they were just in control the whole game. Oh, it was utter domination. Utter domination. Just like earlier in the same series. Just like earlier in the same series, where it was 50 to 28 going to phase. Optic flipped the script. Jungle, welcome to the live show. CR, welcome to the live show. They just, they just played incredibly well. They played incredibly well. The whole team, the whole team played incredibly well. So. Just crazy. Yep. Uh, like I said, after that moment on the King of the Hill game, they, they've, they, they, and from what I could tell, they just turned it on. It was, they, they seemed sluggish in their comms. They weren't, you know, they're playing fine to an extent, but it seemed like everything clicked at that moment and they're off to the races. They just knew what they had to do to win. Yeah. This is why I'm so excited to see these teams duke it out all year long, because this is what it's going to be. This is what the grand finals I expect to be at every single event is unless brackets just somehow get absolutely fucked. Sure. I just totally see it being optic phase the rest of the year. With the way both these teams are playing, I'm not against that statement. Um, They, they both showed how great they are. Um, The thing I'm curious is that land play, you know, sometimes you're watching an online tournament and you see, you know, someone just gets around a corner or dies when they looks like they did get around that corner. Mm-hmm. Um, how much is that going to impact how things pan out on a land environment? Good question. Uh, Tool says we need Plaza for Slayer Pool bad. Here's the question, Tools. I could because what we had strongholds in it in five, right? Yep. Yeah, we had strongholds in it in five. Could we see King of the Hill as well being represented on Plaza? That would be cool. Could we see that? Just more in the rotation. Yeah. Why not? Right? Could oddball work? Maybe not. Maybe. I'm wondering if they're going to have the uh, camo drop platform again. Tool says oddball no. Okay, I agree with that. I can say oddball no. Yeah. But Stronghold Slayers uh, King of the Hill? Why not? Pretty sweet. That'd be pretty sweet. Um. Yeah. Why the fuck not? So, some notable information here. Optic not losing a single game in bracket play leading into the grand final. Just wanted to point that out. Optic coming out sluggish in the first grand final best of seven, which we've already discussed. Yep. And then from Lottie says, the disrespect I see from chat to pro players at every level, especially the highest, is sickening. I rarely ever watch with chat, but if I do, it's vile. I love the majority of Halo fans, but if you are one of those awful individuals, I'd like to see your rank in clips. I bet you suck. (laughs) I'm going to add an extra word onto Lottie's statement that Lottie did not say, but I'm saying, bitch. (laughs) There's a reason why we always say, don't be a shitter. You know? It's that exact sentiment right there. Don't be a shitter. It's easy. Accessing says Lottie got some crazy shit thrown her way, uh, throw it at her over Twitter. Oh, yep. Yeah. People are assholes, man. People are fucking assholes. But that's the thing is that 
not only in competitive Halo, but like a whole bunch of different scenes and whatnot. People need to grow the fuck up, take accountability for their actions, and stop being fucking shitters. It's easy. It's easy. It's just the, uh, you know, the troll culture kind of sucks online. It does suck. What am I saying? Not kind of suck. Yep. People are just going to say whatever to get a rise or, you know, not take all angles into effect when making a statement. Exactly. So many shitters. So shout out Lottie for fucking making a statement. Because Lottie's amazing. Get out of here, Ronan. Fuck you. All right, and then uh, some personal thoughts here, including a couple of Spartan takes as well. <laughs> what? I just saw the tell him Jake quote. Yeah, fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> so online versus LAN, in other words, points having a lot more weight than they did before. And like a lot more. So first off, I want to read what Spartan said here. And I know, okay. I know that I personally have spoken critically of how Tyler carries himself online, what he says on Twitter, so on and so forth. And I still stand by the statements that I've made regarding the posts that he's made in the past. But there are other times that I talk about on the show where I agree with him. And I want to make sure that those points are known as well. Because Tyler's a human fucking being. Okay? And this is what Tyler said. There shouldn't be invitational lands that you qualify for with basically only online tournaments. It just isn't fair. The fact only 16 teams are going to be at the global is a joke too. Why not 24 teams? Why, why only top North, uh, 10 North America and not like top 12 to 16? So many teams and players. So uh, the goat emoji, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. On one hand, like... I'm split on this take because on the one hand, I only want the teams that have proven themselves to be there, to be there. Right. AKA in my opinion, only 16 teams. I can see 16 teams being fine. I know that there's a lot more representation in North America, but it is a global invitational right? That's kind of the point. Right. So having the 16 teams personally, I'm fine with, but the only online being qualifiers and points meaning so much more than they have before. That's kind of where I'm iffy on the subject because on one hand, Online Halo is a completely different beast than LAN Halo is. And Tools, I saw your comment. He says, online Halo needs to, ma- uh, needs to matter and pros need to get over it, in my opinion. Online does need to matter to an extent. To an extent. Tools says, it hurts the scene so much for none of the top teams to ever play in the tournaments. It does. That's your your face of the league, basically. Yep. And the only reason why that Optic played in this 4K is because if they didn't, they could lose seeding. They would lose their top seed. So there's that. It's not, you know, you talk about land versus online. It's not 
feasible to get these teams together so often for land tournaments. Mm -hmm. You have to go online. Yes. And the more online you can do, the more you can have your talent and attractions for your league to be shown off. Absolutely. It's just, I agree that online needs to matter to an extent personally. Rebel Reaper, welcome to the live show. Thank you for the follow. And I think Yan really hit my point home. I mean, the game was in the worst state last season, so there's that issue. Briggs, welcome back. My problem with how the game is with how the game is right now from an online state. And I know like this, this goes down an entirely different rabbit hole and we don't need to get into that. It's just, that's my issue right now with the points meaning so much more than they did before is that online being in the state that it's in where we're talking about the best players in the world, right? The top teams in the world where one misplay, one setup that gets broken down could change the tides of a game or a series completely. And with online being the state that it's in, there's more opportunities for that bad shit to happen, which it's just not the highest competitive integrity. And this is not to take away any of the wins that any of these teams have gotten, any of the placings that these teams have gotten. It's just, it is really unfortunate when you see something happen on the stream and you're like, oh, that's devastating, right? You, you can hear the, the fucking, oh, the size that happened because if, if that just didn't happen based off how it was played online, maybe things could have drastically changed during the game. This is all hypothetical, right? This is all hypothetical, but it's, it's just the way that I look at it. Um, Prince, welcome. Thank you for the follow as well. It says it wouldn't, uh, it would matter more to the pros if the game wasn't terrible online. That's, that's the point that I'm kind of getting at here, right? Um, Ricky, thank you for the follow and welcome to the live show as well. Um, I'm going to quickly catch up on chat here just real quick. Osborne says to talk about this in other sports too. Um, people want to watch good halo, but most only care if the, uh, if it features people, teams that they care about. Most people aren't getting hyped to watch top random open teams. They want to see optic phase SSG, et cetera. And all the pro players, they, they watch stream. That's understandable as well. Um, problem, uh, problem would probably be solved if the invite was 24 instead of 16, but that would be more expansive tournament for the HCS expensive tournament for the HCS. That's the thing though, is that I, that brings me back to my other point of I only want the top teams who earned their spot to be there because like, yes, we, we live and we operate in a scene where sure. Any team has the ability to pop off, right? Any team has the ability to make a run, but at the same time, are we really thinking that a 16 to 24 team is going to make a run to the top four of the tournament? Really though? No, I don't. So I don't think they necessarily should be invited. Sue me, you know? Um, Nady says we're so close to internet upgrades that end this edge, uh, one gigabyte to two gigabyte fibers hitting this year. Give another year to really believe in competitive fairness. Even then, even then, I don't know, man. It's it's so hard. Jurdius, it seems to be the same top teams winning online that are winning on land. It's very true as well. 
Um, Beth says, I definitely agree about online should matter to an extent. So pros play in these tournaments, but oh man, can I absolutely sympathize with pros when it comes to how bad this game can be online, borderline unplayable at times. And if anyone can talk about that, it's Beth. Beth, I re- I'm sorry. Like, I don't mean to be a, an asshole towards your internet connection, but you get it. You know, you get it. So. Yeah. I don't know. Daddy says, I just wonder, like, are they playing the game on Starbucks Wi-Fi? If this was my livelihood, I feel like they'd find a way to get good internet. And that's the thing is that lethal in the examples that I provided earlier, lethal is trying. Like lethal is trying to work to get his situation figured out to the best that he can. Right. I mean, hell he's even said that it's not necessarily the game. It's more so than his connection to his ISP. So clearly I imagine he's in conversations with his ISP to try to get something figured out. So who knows? Yeah, daddy, no problem. I'm glad I could clarify for you. Uh, accessing says I play from Tokyo, Japan, and it's really everywhere. 120 milliseconds is a norm for me. Sometimes it gets 70, sometimes 220. I'm so sorry, man. Like that fucking blows. That sucks. Uh, Osborne says pros shouldn't have to move to Texas for the game to be playable. I agree with that statement. I agree with that statement. Now at the same time, and to get back to one of tool statements earlier in the chat as well. He says there isn't much parity uh, between the online and land results, to be honest. Um, I think Royal two plays from Canada. If I'm not mistaken, I think he plays from Canada. Like the, their team's connection are kind of all over the place, right? And he did play really well. So who knows? Building welcome. His ping isn't awful though. Okay. That can, that's def that can't, I'm not going to say can be, that is absolutely a factor. Lucid plays from Florida, Florida. Yep. Knew that. Shirzy says, I think the whole scene should move to Ireland. Then we can all play on the Dublin server. Shirzy, I think everybody should move to Ireland. So then we could just have your uh, lands in Ireland because that just sounds fucking awesome. Uh, pros move to Texas is going to be the norm soon. I mean, a lot of them are a lot of them are. I mean, Spartan literally tweeted earlier today that looking for apartments or something or pending, places. pending a season three of the HCS exists. He's going to move next year. And that they're looking for, they're looking for a roomie. Now that barcode um, is moving still in the U S for now. He said, as long as the visa situation stays. Same. Yeah. But, um, Osborne says, what's interesting seeing optic first phase uh, was 47 millisecond ping for lucid. Not that bad, to be honest. That's the problem, right? Is that sometimes here's the biggest problem with ping in this fucking game, at least in my opinion, and people feel free to correct me. You can have a game. Like I, I think the ping is so inconsistent in how your game actually plays. Yeah, because like you could have one game on 40, uh, ping, you can have another game on 40 ping and they both play completely different. It's just, it's not consistent. It, it, yeah, it's just ping in this game is fake. It's just, it's, ah, oh, it's so difficult, man. I think, uh, you know, I could be on 
40 ping. Mm-hmm. But if someone else is on 70 ping and they're just bouncing around a little bit more or something else is going weird on their end, sometimes it's a benefit for them because you're not tracking properly or something like that, you know? Yep. Shirzy says, honestly, 30 in Halo is rough. I can play Apex on 50 and it'd be fine. Riz says, I've had games where I'm 100 ping and it feels like LAN. See, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you going to do? <sighs> Jurdia uh, says, my 60 milliseconds here in Florida is way better than 40. It's it's insane, man. Ricky says, you adapt to ping and uh, lag. I mean, to an extent, to an extent you do, but at the same time, if the game just fucks you, like if the game just fucks you over with some dumbass desync or something that happened on your screen, but didn't happen across the server. It's like, that just fucks with you, man. Rain says three for three been silent on server issues for three months now. So much for being a high priority issue. I'm not going to say it's not a high priority issue for them. Obviously we'd like more information and hopefully we do. Oh, tools brings up a really good point. Server issues have to be the reason why uh, grapple camo and ball don't work anymore. It's like straight up broken now. I saw the Spartan clip. If people have not seen the Spartan clip, did you see this? Which one? Uh, he was on um, recharge and he tried to grapple the ball um, and it went like right past it. Like you can't, he couldn't grapple the ball anymore. Interesting. Yep. They, uh, jungle tactics asked for a link. I could find a link. Someone mentioned that sometimes you have to just be a little bit more precise now, but I've realized that too. Like, um, I try to grapple shock or camo on recharge and it's, it sometimes will just zip you right there instead of actually grabbing the item. There's the link. There is the link. Yeah. Lucy with five seconds left. That happened to him as well in the grand finals, right? On that oddball. And see, that's that's the type of stuff that I'm talking about, right? Is that one, it's like that play, whatever play it may be, my problem is, is that with, if if this stuff happens on land too, then obviously it's an even bigger fucking problem. Not that, mm-hmm. it's a big, not that it's not big enough already, but like it's these types of things that happen, especially online where one play that happens like that one setup that happens like that, that gets broken down or a play that doesn't go the way that you expect it to, because the game fucks you over. Like it can drastically change how a series plays out. It's like, it's not, it's I'm trying to bring it all back to the original conversation of online versus land points being more than they ever have. Excuse me. Ever have been all that. Okay. I'm all for online being like online mattering, uh, to an extent. But it just really sucks that the game is in a state that it is online that the, you know what I'm didn't they say they fixed something about like arm placement? I don't know. In an update because if you look at the clip his reticle is right on it when he fires it, but it goes right above it when he shoots it. It's up into the left like because the arm is so That shouldn't matter. But that's, that's it. Like when you throw a sticky grenade, right? They don't always go directly straight ahead. There's like an arc to them. Right. But the grappler is shooting straight ahead. You're shooting where your reticle is. You should be. You sh- that's emphasis. You should be. You should be. 
Game sucks online. Uh, having content for the game is needed. Doesn't matter how bad the game is online. But tools, I'm talking about from a competitive integrity standpoint. Yes, having content's great. That's fucking awesome. whoop de doo But from a competitive integrity standpoint, that's my problem. Um, Molimo, or Molimo, I apologize for mispronouncing your name. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Um, getting insane amount of Black Melee since a season three released. I'm on fiber. It sucks, man. It sucks, man. Go to Moji with the sub. Thank you so much. You get a woo and Croy. Croy. Thank you for the follow up to the live show. I don't know why I put an accent on that, but I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, man. So there's that. It just sucks. It just sucks, man. You know, it just sucks. What are you going to do? Um, but let's, I mean, we've already been talking about it, but to keep that conversation going online events with major inconsistencies in how the game plays per person, setup, connection, etc. And this is, again, I want to start by saying from Spartan quote, tweeting a lethal clip. I didn't play to my personal standards today and I'm frustrated with myself, but there is still this. And he has like 80 more clips from the rest of the series. Just isn't fair, but I'm done complaining about it. Just accepting depression instead. And I, that clip may have been the oddball clip, but it's just, wait, Briggs, is that real? Hold up. Briggs, is that real? Jesus Christ. Go to Moji ass. Uh, thoughts on call? Might have missed it. Uh, complexity? I mean, eh. I don't really have thoughts on them, to be completely honest, Emoji. I'm what I want them to do if they haven't done it already is I just want them to hurry the fuck up and sign Rami like completely. Again, if they haven't done it already and I'll, I'll, I'll wait for judgment on that team until the global invitational, if they qualify or the optic major, that's what I'll wait for. Rami's on C9, not complexity. My apologies. I just want Rami to be signed regardless. I just want Rami to be signed. That's all. That's all. Um, It's crazy they're partnered and lowered in rankings. Emoji. Okay. Let's real quick. Emoji, you're new here. I appreciate you being here. I'm going to give you a piece of education. Okay, this is me teaching you, okay? The HCS partnership program does not mean you have a good roster. Plain and simple. To become a partnered organization within the HCS partnership program, what do you need, Will? Money? Money! You need money. That's all. Um, but yes, tools, and this is probably what emoji you were probably talking about as well. Did you guys discuss complexity not signing up for the tournament or no? We have not yet. So tools, do we know definitively 
that they just didn't sign up? I don't, I never remembered them seeing a fucking, like, I never remembered seeing a statement from them. Like, that's what I'm getting at, right? Tools, he says, I haven't asked around yet. Like, that's what I'm getting at, too, is that I didn't see any official statement from them as to why they weren't there. Literally, the only tweet that I saw was a reply from Hunter that said, we got, like, we got fucked or something, something like that. I'm paraphrasing. That wasn't the exact statement, but it was basically that. I think they just assumed they'd be auto-qualified. So, assuming that that is what they thought, then they're fucking stupid for thinking that. Again, assuming, assuming, it makes an ass out of you and me, but assuming they're fucking stupid for thinking that, oh, we ought to qualify. don't have to sign up for anything. No, 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 no. Uh, I thought they would have just signed some big uh, roster big weight with all that partnered money. Emoji, you know, a team can dream. I don't fucking know what their plans are. All I know is that they get accepted into the program if they have outlined plans into how they want to quote unquote grow the scene. And also if they have not quote unquote, but fucking money. What's up, Brooks? Welcome back. T Sweezy, baby. <sighs> Sadly, we missed out on scene complexity to get seventh or eighth. <laughs> The most true statement in the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God. You got rocked. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Jesus Christ. What's Tim the Tapman doing over there? A content creator, right? Yeah. So. There's a signed Ames. If any of you are in the Dr. Lupo friend group, you know about them. Ames got signed to complexity as well. <laughs> okay, guys, we can stop with the complexity bashing, but I will say, Nady, that was funny. He says the only star of their org is, their, is on their branding. Ouch. Yeah. Yikes. <clears throat> Yo, I'm making breakfast for dinner. You guys want anything? Can I have waffles? Well, no, French toast. Fuck waffles. Can I have French toast? French toast! There it is. Have a good one, tools. Love you, buddy. Great job to you and the team, as always, with the broadcast. Obviously. I know it goes without saying, but wanted to make sure I say it. Um, so, did the 4K end with the exact same top three or four as Charlotte? I could have sworn it was. Yeah. Yeah? Did Face get third, though? And SSG was in the grand finals? I think that's true. I think that's true. So close enough. Was here for that clip last time. Here for it again. Good. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. So, yeah, the the, the point that I'm just circling all the way back, the, the point that I'm trying to make is that it. I want the game. I want online to matter. Absolutely. I want it to matter to an extent. Um, I want the pro teams to be competing because obviously it provides more content. That's great. It provides more eyes on the content being seen too, which is great. But my problem is with how the game is online. It's it, it can be sometimes it can be amazing, right? Sometimes it can be amazing, but other times it's a fucking disaster. And when those disasters strike, it can, 
there are literal instances where it can cost you a game. And in a tournament format where there are stakes on the line now more than ever with these points, meaning as much as they do, that's, that is very, very difficult to stomach. And I know I may be sounding over dramatic, but it, it, it fucking sucks. And I know that the top teams that are on LAN are still placing at the top online. I can't refute that. But from a competitive integrity standpoint, where I want all of the teams to playing at, to be playing at their absolute best, at their absolute peak, we're not getting that right now with how the game is online. In my opinion. So, yes, uh, Daddy, just to put a peg in it, C9 are still in Halo. They are not outside of Halo. The rumor with that tweet that you posted, the rumor was that they were no longer a part of the partnership program. I have my own theory. I've theory crafted this shit. The rumor was they were no longer part of the partnership program and they weren't coming back. Then we heard that they are still there. They're still in the scene and they are fielding a roster for Charlotte and they did. And they're still in the scene today, but they are, uh, and apparently they are still part of the partnership program, but here's my theory. Here's my fucking theory, which I've already talked about before, but God damn it. I love my fucking theory. So I'm going to explain it again. Here's my theory. Remember when they were putting out the blog posts on waypoint about tickets for Charlotte and do you remember the team for the partnered codes, the partnered team codes? Do you remember the team that was not in those posts? I'll give you a hint. It was Cloud9. They, that, that code was never there. If you try to use the Cloud9 code on the website to buy the tickets, they, it didn't work. It just didn't work. So here's my theory. They were not renewed to be in the partnership program until very, very late, right before that blog post came out announcing the partner teams for year two. I truly believe that. That's my theory. Because why the fuck else would that team code not be included nor working leading up to Charlotte? Why would that be? See? Theory crafting Kramer. That's what they call me. <laughs> um, C9 was one of the big wars cost cutting too. Exactly. Like that's, that's why, and this is what made me an ass is that I assumed that they were out of the partnership program because their code wasn't existing anymore. And they were not included in uh, the articles leading up to Charlotte. So like, I truly believe that, okay, if your code is not listed as being a partnered team code to use to buy discounted tickets for the land event, then you're not in the program anymore. Why have no AM teams made a team called cloud 69? Jersey. What the fuck? man? <laughs> Great question. Great question. <laughs> the fuck. 
Oh man. Um, Yan says, I, all, I wonder if that's also a reason the skins weren't available at the start of the season. That very well could be too. I like that theory. I like that theory crafting, Yan, man. I like that. So, who knows? I'm here for information. Apparently, you're providing it. If, if we don't see, Shirzy, if we do not see an open bracket team at the Optic Major called Cloud 69... <laughs> Doing it wrong, all right? We're doing it wrong. Actually, you know what? Fuck that. I'm guaranteed. I don't want to throw shade at all the admins. Just that one guy. That name wouldn't be allowed? Just Yeah, just that one guy. I, I, I doubt that they would allow Cloud69. See, it's it's funny because it's the sex number. <laughs> God damn it. Shirzy, are you fucking 12? Like, what the fuck? Aren't we all? Pharaoh, welcome back. Oh, man. Then the other bunch, Yang needs a yin. Instead of needing org, yin, need a, yin needs a yang. And then Yang needs a yin. Why not? Why not? Emoji says, I'm a plant and looking for other people to start an AM team called Cloud69. Hit me up. <laughs> let's run it up. Yo, <laughs> Perfect. put it up on Twitter and uh, say likes and retweets appreciated. <laughs> Officially a free agent for the Optic Major and beyond. Looking for three open bracket grinders. Looking to make our team name Cloud69. Likes and retweets appreciated. Looking to stick with it for the long haul. That's There's your perfect tweet. Put it out there. That's your perfect, your perfect tweet. Oh, my God. Oh. All right. I'm sorry to drag that on further. All good. Oh. Real quick, before we move on to the regular news and we finish the topic out, I want to give a massive, massive shout out to all of the folks that streamed um, the 4Ks that happened over the weekend. We had broadcasts from all four regions. Yeah. And of course, here's my shade through the HGS. None of them, none of them were officially broadcasted. Guys, we're not playing whose line is it anyway anymore. The points actually matter now. And none of these broadcasts were officially done by the HCS. Now, I have a theory as to why they weren't, probably due to budgetary constraints, which is, again, understandable, but it just sucks. Regardless, huge shout-out to everybody that did put on a stream, not only the players, but um, Europa Halo for the European scene, um, I'm going to quickly pull these up right now just so I don't get them wrong. Um, give me one second here. Australia, New Zealand was like a literal individual. Uh, Mac Apsu from the Australia, New Zealand region. Thank you. And then, uh, from Mexico, it was easy esports Latam. Thank you so much as well. And yes, absolutely. Said it with Garrett was here. Huge shout out to LVT for putting on the North American stream as well. It's just, it just sucks. I'm great that I'm grateful that they're doing it, but it does suck that there isn't an official broadcast. Also, I really want to fucking say this. Where in the absolute fuck was the social representation from the HCS side of things all day Sunday. 
Where was it? Hmm. If you go to the HCS Twitter account right now, guess what they didn't do? They never updated you with pool play standings. For North America, they never they never gave you pool play standings. Interesting. Yeah. How do you how do you know where that is? Oh. If only they made it, if only they would have posted a bracket link, but HES is on spring break. I'm just fucking the bare minimum guys, the bare minimum. There are days where you guys do incredible, but man, when it fucking matters, when it really matters on a tournament weekend and you're not officially broadcasting it. And there's, there's barely any official tweets coming out of your Twitter on a Sunday championship Sunday. job guys keep up the great fucking work in Nady, i'm not even going to go that far because i know the amount that's on his plate not going to throw a lot of shade in him my kid is screaming right now um remember halo infinite's a 10-year game that's actually not true ronan that was a misconstrued statement if i'm not mistaken i believe that is a not like true statement that they said so didn't OVTP can viewers regardless. Yeah. Around 10 K I think something like that. Yeah. Fucking shout out to them because they're amazing. And that's it for the topic. Congratulations optic on taking the tournament win. Um, and like, I like the tweet I put out earlier is that when fight, there's ever a team to bounce back. Holy shit. Optic bounces back, man. It's crazy. Just crazy. Let's get into regular news. Not a whole lot here. Educational echoes by 343. I'm not really going to get into it, except uh, the firewall event, the 20-tier pass that they're doing, that yeah. narrative event. Um, week two will be April 11th through the 18th. Week three will be May 23rd to the 30th, and week four will be June 13th to the 20th. Again, it's only 20 tiers, so you really only need to complete two weeks worth of things to get it completed. Or five challenges each week. Or five challenges each week. And with this event, you can complete challenges in any playlist. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. And then uh, one little snippet I wanted to include as well is Halo Gear Rewards, Halo Infinite Pins. When the time comes on the week commencing May 2nd, complete the Sight Unseen event pass to earn access to the Bandit Pin. So for those who don't know, there will be two events other than the fracture event, the first event already happened, but the second event called sight unseen will be on May 2nd that week. Hmm. So there you go. And I imagine it's going to be the two weeks leading up to uh, May 23rd when the fracture event comes back. Makes right? sense. That's what I would assume. So there you go. That's it for the regular news. Fuck it. Gar games watch. We already talked about it. So we don't need to talk about it again. Uh, the Boston breach made a change. Congratulations to the player out of challengers and hopefully you make a name for yourself. Moving on. It's time for Will's Adventures of the Nailovers. I'd say other games too, but it doesn't matter. Will. Yeah. What'd you play? Uh, Halo Infinite. Yeah. It's been the only game. We yeah. had our match last Thursday uh, for Halo Rec League. Mm -hmm. 
And this was a very tight series. We went back and forth. Um, forced. I, I wish I could remember the series altogether. <clears throat> but I know we lost game two. We, I think we won game one. Lost game two Slayer. I have the notes written down at home. And I just forgot to transfer them. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. Um, lost. I think we lost game three as well. Won game four. And then here we are. Game five. Uh, no. You know what it was? We won game one and two. Game three was slate or... Never mind. Fuck it. I'm all over the place. <laughs> Fuck it. One game one. Game two was Slayer on Live Fire, which we lost 50 to 49. Mm-hmm. And this might be one of those online moments that you talk about. I was top tower. There was a guy sneaking around back mud. I dropped down and I get the melee to his back, but not to his back. And... I hate when that fucking. I happens. got meleeed and shot. I got the return melee and instantly shot for the for the loss. So again, online. Uh, but um, game five, Aquarius Slayer. We we kick it off, and I honestly, me, I'm just getting wrecked. I got put on basically spawns for a while where I couldn't link up with my team. I got collapsed on when I tried to move across the map, um, and it was. It was a rough start. We were down by 9 to 11 kills at one point. And that's not that rough. Huh? Oh, you were down by 9 to 11? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you said you're down like 9 to 11. Like no. you had 9, they had 11. Well, it's not that bad. No, we were down. Okay. You're down a good chunk. Good chunk. And I just started playing sneaky. Like playing ratty? Playing ratty. Hiding corners, you're waiting for phase. people. Yeah, yeah. You know? And... um. We got up to like, you know, it was, we were losing say 35 to 40 mm-hmm. and we got the spawn to trap them blue fridge. They were, uh, so we, we cut, we collapsed on blue fridge. Now they kept, they spawned in blue base and blue util. And I think their mistake was that they kept funneling blue fridge to try to clean up kills, help the teammates, whatever where they should have tried to make their way out of the base the other way. Um, and we ended up just getting two, three rounds of slays in fridge to, to come back and win. And it was, uh, I don't know is that when I, that's why I was so confident when I was like, are, when you're like, are you going to win this week? I was like, yeah, like that game, like solidified mental for us. It solidified just teamwork, bait and switch. Like it makes me feel like, Oh hell yeah, we can do this now. Awesome. And um, that team was also so we we were two and zero. That team was two and zero. Now, their one of their Onyx players was gone. Okay, and they had a sub. Okay, well, whatever. I think we go head to head against another Onyx player on that team. It's looking a lot rough because they have two Onyx players mm-hmm. right at that level of where like. You could, they could probably be in the next league up. Okay. But, um, we've had to play with subs. We've had to, you know, it's just part of the, part of the thing. Um, so 
they their guy wasn't available. They had a sub come in, and it was more evenly matched. Went to a game five, and I'm I'm excited for the rest of the the season and to see where we can go. Make sure you watch the Halo Rec League matches. Yeah, I don't think ours. Well, let's see who's gonna. Uh, we don't know who's gonna be streamed yet, and they they want to get you in for. Yeah, they want to. I'm gonna commentate an HRL match. When Will's playing, so I can be a shitter. Five ten elite. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Sorry, I missed that earlier. Um, Daddy asks, Will, what's the average CSR in the beer league Halo? Like Diamond Five to Low Onyx. Um, yeah. So there's brackets, right? Um, our our bracket is basically Diamond to like sixteen hundred Onyx is the How do I want to put this? 1600, 1650 is the cap, mm-hmm. but you can only have one player on your team that's been over 1600 playing at a time. So like in our reserves, right? Like I, I plastic five to aluminum three <laughs> says Ronan. It's um, <laughs> funny. So yeah, you can have, we, you can have one player that's been over 1600 up to 1650 and then you could fill your team really with with any any other and it, it takes career rank besides season one. So yeah, I, I made what diamond one and two at some point. Uh that's my highest in my career. And so yeah, I'm that's that's the level I'm at. Ronan says he's currently Tupperware two. Tupperware two. <laughs> Love Perfect. that. Perfect. Um, but there's different, so there's like the Contenders League, the Challengers League, the um, yeah, fresh. I saw that earlier. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're interested, the their Discord is available. They have um, they have a website. I can actually probably get you a link to the website here. Fresh, I'd say if it'd be breaking for our show if they actually had a team in this game anymore, but they don't. So who fucking cares? Good luck to everybody that was at that company, though, because that that fucking sucks. All jokes aside from from the Halo perspective, like that genuinely sucks for those that are working at that organization or those who formerly worked at that organization. Um, Shaggy with the three month resub, thank you so much. You get a woo. It says, "What's good, Daddy? What's good?" Esports industry health has to do with Halo esports. No. Yes and no. Yes and no. Every fresh that where I'm going to, where I'm going to like rebuttal about that is that each organization has different motives as to why they are leaving or why they're restructuring. Some made bad business decisions that were not necessarily directly esports related. Some don't see a viability in a game. So they move on from that. Like it's, just because it's primarily an esports organization doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, that's the point I'm trying to make. If that made any fucking sense at all. You, you, you're picking up what I'm throwing down, you know what I mean? Fucking, you feel me? Yeah. So. Anyway, Halo's all I played. I guess you could throw Marvel Snap in there here and there, but that's just kind of slowly playing that. What about you, Josh? 
I played some Halo Infinite as well, just the community play date, basically. And then I played some Forza Horizon 4, the rally expansion. And uh, that's a thing that exists in the world. Let's just say I beat it in two play sessions. Not 100%ed, but just the thing. So out of loop and esports that aren't Halo uh, or COD that I honestly didn't even realize they were still around. I mean, that's the thing is that there's so many. It's insane. Do you think advertising industry scaled back is uh, scaling back is big for esports? Is oh is bad for esports? That sure. But the, accessing the the thing that I would hit back on that about is you need to find okay. How do I explain this? You need to adapt, right? You need to adapt, and you need to find different forms of advertising, different types of advertisers. So. Like advertising is such a massive, a fucking massive industry that there's tons of different opportunities out there. So by saying the advertising industry scaling back is bad for esports, that's such an umbrella statement that we're not looking at different facets of advertising. Uh, All Ford, uh, welcome to the live show, says many works put all their money into crypto. That, again, an umbrella statement. When crypto crashed, so did the orgs. Other orgs are facing the same challenge without dying, so they're downsizing. Others just aren't interested in Halo anymore. I don't know. Some orgs put a lot of money into crypto. Not many. Or many is a relative term. Like, there's, that's the thing, like, Don't provide blanket statements. Don't provide umbrella statements. Look in, look into it, then provide a statement. Yan says it still comes down to our economy and what orgs invest in. Sure. None of it really matters as long as Halo players and staff are getting paid. That is a good thing if Halo players and staff are getting paid. That is a very good thing. It's not just a crypto crash. The whole thing uh, with Gemini has user funds completely locked up so an org could have tens of thousands that they can't access, which forced them to fold unrelated to crypto prices. There's a whole multitude of things that could or could not have tied to orgs shutting down, downsizing, whatever it may be. So, who knows? Who knows? That's all I played. All right. Time for the shout outs. Shout out to everyone who joined in the community playdate. It was Riznak, Alan Juan, Fox Too Quick, Elated Dartboard, and Overkill. Thank you very much, Will. You were obviously there, too. Shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. Give me a fucking second. I got to scroll. Uh, the Dratzy, the Great Evil. That was a loud thud. I was. Zerok, Yanman, Ibby Wibby. Uh, it is Fuentes, Halo 3, the best Halo. The Goat Emoji, Rebel Reaper, Prince Alba, uh, Rickid, Molimo, Croy. Uh, you Got Rocked, and the 510 Elite. Thank you all so very much for the follows. Greatly appreciated. Welcome to the live show. And then Smiley with the 5 Gifted, Carnage with the 8-month resub, Clutch with the Gifted sub, Danny with the 2-month resub, Daddy with the 4-month resub, um... 
Goat with the fucking new sub and Shaggy Nades with the three month resub. You all get a woo! And yes, don't worry. Don't worry, Daddy. Don't worry. We're getting there. We're getting there. Relax. Relax. Dream hack. Relax. We're getting there. I haven't forgotten. And I always fucking do this. Will's got a will. I love you. He's fucking look at you. Um, shout out to everyone who is a patron at the semi-pro and higher tiers over on the Patreon. We have Obby, Smiley, High Tech Redneck, Wraith, uh, Goalie Sniper, The Only Neeb, Heavy Rainfall, Dart, Carnage. Thank you all so very much for the additional support over on the Patreon. Greatly appreciated. You guys, if you have not seen the Patreon, go check it out. If you want to get next, a little more, if you want to get some extra content for the money that you're spending to support us, then please check out the Patreon. Or don't. That's fine, too. And then, finally, happy birthday today to Oath. Happy hey. birthday, SJ. Community creations, Halo memes every day, right.com forward slash r forward slash Halo memes. Formal builds two dynasty teams, the process, go check that video out. And the thing that I really want to hit home about this video, this, the process video that they released, will, you know what they did during that video? What's that? They broke down that fucking unbelievably dumbass play on live fire where they were all sitting by garage. Oh, they did. They broke it down. They broke down why they did that. And like, funny, I watched the video and I don't remember. Oh, it was so fucking funny. What do you remember what they said just off the top there? Why they, they, did that? they just wanted to try something out. Oh, and I'm like, and I, th that's totally paraphrasing what actually happened. But like when I watched that segment, my immediate thought, and I still think this to this day is why the fuck did you do that when you were already ahead in the game? Like, I get it if you were not ahead in the game and you were trying to make them get to you to try to, like, outsmart them or something, but you were literally ahead. Hey, maybe some, you know, sometimes you think, like, hey, if we do something different in this scenario, it's going to throw them off. And Sure, but. and and Ronan does say, yeah, Lucy called it the four-man thing. Yeah, it was fucking insane. I love how they talked about it, though. It was hilarious. Yeah. So go check that out. And then Forge features from March 31st, 2023 by 343. Check that article out. Um, all right. We're looking up the dream hack. Yes. Dallas dream hack Dallas. Let's look up the tickets right now before will plugs the show. So I will just say this for those that were tuning into the live show. Thank you so much for doing so greatly appreciate it. Thank you all so much for joining in the conversation. And not only that, not only joining in the conversation, but also keeping it civil. That is Highly, highly appreciated. I cannot thank you enough for that. Um, and yeah, thanks for being here. Daddy asked a while ago to look into what the fuck it means to buy a DreamHack ticket and what he actually needs to do to buy tickets for DreamHack Dallas. Daddy says, so part of it is I've never been to a DreamHack, so I don't know what some of the phrases mean. Well, Daddy... What phrases are you confused about? And then we can explain it as well. 
Oh. Oh, here's your answer. The three-day pass for 89 bucks. There you go. Yeah. Done uh, and done. That's, unless you're looking to bring your own controller. No, computer. Oh, computer. Yeah, BYOC is bring your own computer. Access to all non-LAN-related events. Like, does that mean you get a ticket to hear the LAN tournament from the lobby? No, like, they have, like, concerts and whatnot at DreamHacks. What's the upgrade for $6 for better seating? What do you mean? I see a three-day pass for for 89 bucks. Festival access 24-7 from Friday 10 a.m. to Sunday 7 uh, p.m. Three-day premium pass is 169 Nice. Similar to the three-day pass with the extra benefits. A merch voucher, premium registration line, and a badge instead of a wristband. Ooh. Where is this upgrade? I, I'd like to know why you're seeing that. Because the only add-ons that I'm seeing are for IEM, which is uh, Counter-Strike, if I'm not mistaken. So... Literally, I'm just going to tell you this. I'm looking at their tickets page right now on their website. Dolan, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show, by the way. Um, I'm looking at the add-ons. You do not need to look at any of the add-ons. Okay? Do not need to look at any of the add-ons. IEM is for Counter-Strike only. Okay? Don't worry about it. Halo will be in a completely separate area of the venue. Do not worry about IEM. Okay? Literally, the only thing that you need to be thinking about is the three-day pass for $89. That's it. That is it. Or, if you wanted to bring your computer, then you could get the regular LAN pass BYOC for $99. You can bring your computer at the same time and play it there. And daddy, never be sorry about it. Happy to answer the question. And uh, that's what we're here for. So there you go. With that, Will, and the question answered, if you wouldn't mind, plug in the fucking show. Of course. Well, we have our Patreon now. If you haven't checked it out, we do some extra content over there, an extra audio show, video show, Q&As, things like that. Maybe uh, a little early access to some things as well. So go check out the Patreon if you're interested. Do it. Of course, you can find us on all the great podcast services out there. You know, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and Josh's favorite. Pocket Cast, not Ned. Uh, join the Discord. We uh, hold the community playdates there uh, every Friday when we can. Um, you know, every channel that you need. It's, it's there. Just go check out the freaking Discord, all right? Do it. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Linktree uh, has the Discord link as well, or exclamation point Discord and chat. We have an Instagram, Facebook as well. There's our YouTube channel, HGS Pro Talk. Just search it up. We should pop up. And all the old VODs, interview series, all on YouTube. Go check it out. Uh, if you want to watch us live, we're live on Twitch Mondays at 7 p.m. Central Time. And if you go to HGS Pro Talk, Com. It'll actually now take you to EvolvedHalo.com. Your home for Halo. Make sure to check out the fine folks over at Podcast Evolved and all their shows. Uh, Mission Debrief, Podcast Evolve, Halo TV Plus, Book Club, Builds with Blocks, Halo Headlines, Halo Gear Guide, all awesome shows, all awesome people. Go check out Podcast Evolved. Awesome. Ronan asks, when can, when can we see you on Kick? Never. 
Uh, Daddy with the gifted sub. Thank you so much, Daddy. Woo! Greatly appreciated. Um, all right. That's it. That's all I got. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 281 of HCS Pro Tech. I want to thank you very much for tuning in live. If you're still here, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you for keeping the conversation civil, and thank you for joining the conversation. If you're watching the VOD on YouTube or you're checking out the audio version on one of your favorite podcast services, talk to us. Let us know how you're doing. Join the Discord like Will said. Leave a YouTube yeah. comment, whatever it is. I don't fucking care about analytics. Just if you want to talk to us, we're available on those platforms. Go fucking talk to us. Shoot us a DM on Twitter. Say what's up. It'd be great. Um, We'll be back next week to talk about, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen, but we'll have to wait and see. Hey, haven't used that one in a little while. <laughs> uh, we're going to go raid Tony because Tony's awesome. Have a great night. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. But until then, bye-bye.